Here's another of the Pigskin Dispatch presents the best NFL jerseys by numbers, and we're at jersey number eight on this February 2021 episode. We talk about the greatest players wearing number eight and all the fantastic things that they did. Here's that presentation for you now. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Now, let's get to our ongoing season of each jersey number worn uh, in Pigskin Dispatch's Football by Number series. Today's search comes into number eight and the best that ever wore it on their backs in the NFL's 100-year-plus history. The Pro Football Hall of Fame gives us a starting point on the greatest number eights of all time in the league, and they share that there have been six such wearers of the snowman numeral that are enshrined in Canton, Ohio. We're going to do them in alphabetical order. And these are our top candidates from the Football Hall of Fame. Troy Aikman, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, most famously. He was born November 21st, 1966, and he started out his college career in Oklahoma University, but transferred to UCLA. Aikman was picked by the Dallas Cowboys in a 1989 draft as the number one overall pick. In his 12-year pro career with the boys, he made six Pro Bowl rosters and was at the helm of three Super Bowl victories. The Pro Football Hall of Fame selected Troy Aikman to join the Gold Jacket Club in 2006. You know how I love to look at the modern-day quarterback, and Aikman's definitely one of those. He's a contemporary of uh, some of us that have watched the game. And he has a quarterback record of 94-71 and as a starter, 61.5 completion percentage, over 32,000 yards, just shy of 33,000 yards. Uh, And he had 165 touchdowns to 141 interceptions. Not bad at all. He's in the Hall of Fame. I think he's on our list. Our next Hall of Famer that wore the number eight is Morton Anderson. And we've seen his name pop up multiple times already on other numbers. But when you have a career that long and play for the number of teams that Morton did and be really that good of a kicker, it's no wonder we find this great NFL icon here once again at the number eight position in the Hall of Fame. I think Morton Anderson definitely deserves a spot on that list of the top ten greatest number eights. Now we go to another form of kicking, a Ray Guy. He was born December 22, 1949 in Swainsboro, Georgia. He's the pride of Southern Mississippi football, and he was a great punter in both college and in the NFL. Ray was so good that he was the first punter ever selected in the first round of the NFL draft when the Oakland Raiders chose him as a 23rd overall player in the 1973 draft. In his 14 seasons with this silver and black, he had one year only where he averaged under 40 yards per punt. And that was only a mere three of 1,049 boots that were blocked. Ray was an all-pro in six straight seasons, and for a career, he averaged 42.4 yards per punt. Ray Guy was enshrined in 2014 into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. A great punter, really flipped the field for the uh, the Oakland Raiders many, many times, uh, and that's why they had a lot of their success in the 70s. So definitely, yes, Ray Guy is on our list of the top number eights, uh, top ten. Now let's go to another Hall of Famer, Tommy McDonald, who was born July 26, 1934. And Tommy was a halfback and flanker that made it in both the 
Pro Football Hall of Fame and the College Football Hall of Fame. He played college ball for the Oklahoma Sooners and played professionally for the Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, LA Rams, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Cleveland Browns. As a Sooner in 1955's college season, McDonald became the first Oklahoma player to ever score a touchdown in each game played that season. That's a remarkable feat. He had a lot of great plays when he made it in the NFL, but probably his most remembered play was when he scored on a 35-yard pass from Norm Van Brocklin as he and the Eagles defeated Vince Lombardi's Packers in the 1960 NFL Championship game. And yes, Tommy McDonald, he is on our top 10 number eights that ever play the game in the NFL. The next Hall of Famer that's going to make our list is free safety Larry Wilson, who was born March 24, 1938 in Rigby, Idaho. He was a two-way star at the University of Utah and excelled at all assignments he was given. In the NFL, he played free safety for the St. Louis Cardinals his entire career when he was picked in the 1960 NFL Draft. Wilson made the safety blitz a viable play in football, and he used his instincts and flat-out athletic talent to get into the offensive backfields and really cause some havoc. He was an all-NFL player six times, played Nate Pro Bowls, and recorded 52 career interceptions. The Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrined Larry Wilson in 1978, and that's why we call him one of our top 10 number eights to ever play in the NFL. Our next Hall of Famer may be one of the biggest names on this list, and that's Steve Young, the quarterback that arrived on this earth on October 11, 1961. Steve was a former Brigham Young quarterback. He was a very good quarterback for BYU, too, as he set the school and NCAA records en route to being a runner-up for the 1983 Heisman Trophy and was a consensus All-American in a college game. Uh, he went left college, and he ended up being drafted in the USFL by the LA Express in the first round of that 1984 draft. After that fledgling league folded, Steve joined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a first-round pick in a special draft for displaced USFL players. In 1987, the Bucs traded Young to San Francisco's 49ers, and he didn't play much for the Niners that first four seasons, as they had a guy by the name of Joe Montana who had a pretty good career himself. We'll talk about him when we get up to the 16 number. In 1991, though, Steve Young got his break when Joe Montana suffered an injury, and Young was ended up being the first of winning the first of his six league passing titles. The Pro Football Hall of Fame tells us how Steve Young had an incredible performance in San Francisco's 49-26 win over the San Diego Chargers in Super Bowl 29. Young passed for 325 yards and threw a Super Bowl record six touchdowns in that game. I mean, that's the big stage throwing six touchdowns. That's nothing to sneeze at. He also was the game's leading rusher with 49 yards on five carries. That's a pretty good game, too. For his efforts, he was named the Super Bowl's most valuable player for Super Bowl 29, and the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrined Steve Young in 2005. I think he's got a solid spot on our top 10 number eights because that lefty quarterback could really sling the ball around. All right, so we're 60% done. Six of our 10 spots are filled up. And in review, we have Troy Aikman, Martin Anderson, Ray Guy, Tommy McDonald, Larry Wilson, and Steve Young, all Hall of Famers who deservedly be on our top 10 number eights in the NFL history. So now we have some choices to make. We have to fill four more spots on our top 10 that were number eight in the NFL. Well, I think the first one is a very big uh, name in NFL history, and it is Archie Manning, the quarterback that played for the New Orleans Saints most famously. 
Archie Manning played for Ole Miss. He was born May 19th, 1949. As of yet, he has not made it into the Hall of Fame, but that's probably forthcoming here one of these years soon because he was a pretty good quarterback. Uh... Let's talk about his record. This is where the little bit dismal. He only had a 35 and 101 and three record, but he played on some pretty dismal teams, uh, especially in New Orleans, uh, where he was their first round pick and second overall pick in the 1971 NFL draft. Of course, his sons are Eli and Peyton Manning, who we know uh, Peyton's already in the Hall of Fame. Eli's probably going to be there in just a few years after uh, he becomes eligible. But uh, his career was pretty much in New Orleans, but he did have a stint in Houston, uh, Minnesota, uh, back in Houston again. Uh, So he was well-traveled, but he has some great throwing statistics. He threw for just under 24,000 yards. He had 125 touchdowns, 173 interceptions. So not the best, but he played in an era of football where a running game was a little bit more important, and you might chuck the ball up a little bit more because defenders, uh, the defensive rules back there then when he played in the early 70s, they didn't have the the chuck rule. You know, the defensive backs could just maul receivers pretty much and uh, have their way with getting at the ball. So a little bit different era, but pretty good quarterback overall came with a great pedigree out of college. So we'll definitely have Archie Manning as one of our ones for consideration. Another quarterback, another lefty, is Mark Brunel. Mark was born September 17, 1970, and he ended up being drafted by the Green Bay Packers in the fifth round of the 1993 NFL Draft. Played that one season in Green Bay, and I believe it was the expansion draft when the Jacksonville Jaguars came out, that he went to Jacksonville and soon became their starter and played with Jacksonville for uh, about nine seasons and then played with the Washington Redskins for three seasons and then bounced around the league a little bit a couple years with New Orleans and had a cup of coffee with the New York Jets near the end of his career. All in all, he had a 78-73 and 73 quarterback starting record. He th- completed 59.5% of his balls, threw for over 32,000 yards, had 184 touchdowns and 108 interceptions. Not a bad ratio at all. Uh, Mark Brunel is definitely a candidate to be on our list of top number eights. How about another quarterback that was originally drafted by the Green Bay Packers? Let's talk about Matt Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck was born September 25th, 1975. He played at Boston college in his collegiate career and uh, he spent a couple seasons with Green Bay after he was drafted and then most famously played for the Seattle Seahawks and uh, played there for 10 seasons and then bounced around the league a little bit uh, near the end of his career. Three years with the Indianapolis Colts and a couple years with the Tennessee uh, franchise and uh, he also got to play in a Super Bowl. Uh, most famously, that Super Bowl 40, where they played against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he had a pretty good game, but the Seahawks fell a little bit short to the Steelers. Uh, his quarterback record in, as a starter was 85 and 75, not too shabby. Threw for over 60.5% of his uh, completion rate and threw almost 37,000 yards, 36, 638. Had 212 touchdowns, 153 interceptions. Definitely puts him uh, in a running to make our top 10 number eights. How about we talk about some current players that are still playing and have had some good careers so far. Let's first of all go to Kirk Cousins. Right now he's with the Minnesota Vikings currently. Uh, He was born August 19th, 1988, and he has had a a pretty good career. He was drafted by the Washington Redskins. Uh, If you remember, he was... uh, 
He was one of two quarterbacks the Redskins uh, drafted that year, RG3 being the first. He had five seasons in Washington, many of them as a starter, and he spent the last three seasons with the Minnesota Vikings. If overall, he has a record of 51-51-2, so right dead even at the 500 mark as a starter. And he's thrown for 28,372 yards, 190 touchdowns, only 84 interceptions. So he's definitely better than a 2-to-1 ratio on that. We'll put Kirk Cousins on our list because he also made it into the Pro Bowl uh, two different years and uh, wearing that number 8. Now let's talk about one of the most exciting players in the NFL right now at wearing number eight, too. And that's Lamar Jackson, a place for the Baltimore Ravens. January 7, 1997, he was born. He played his college ball at Louisville. Was uh, picked up a couple years ago in the NFL draft as a high draft pick by the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And so far in his career, he's made the Pro Bowl once. He's been an All-Pro once. He was a league MVP in 2019. And he's also won the 2019 Burt Bell Award. Uh, as a player. Well, his record as a starter is 30-7 and seven so far, has a 64.0 completion rate, uh, over 7,000 yards passing, has 68 touchdowns thrown and to 18 interceptions, but his legs are another weapon as he is just uh, really tearing up the, the league from the quarterback position and Teams, uh, defensive teams just don't know how to stop, stop this guy because he is really a talent and really exciting to watch. Uh, Lamar Jackson definitely makes our list of the top uh, 10 number eights uh, to ever play in the NFL. Now, there's a long list of number eights that have played the game. Uh, you know, we have some other quarterbacks that were more of a, a backup role that have some starts here and there. But uh, and really, when they did start, didn't really have that significance, you know, becoming a franchise quarterback. And those are players like Matt Schaub and Jeff Blake. Uh, Marcus Mariota so far really hasn't found that foothold, but uh, he's an interesting player. David Carr, when he came out, uh, was a good player. Uh, somebody that did start quite a bit that wore number eight uh, for over seven seasons so far is Sam Bradford. And Sam has a really interesting story. He was born November 8th, 1987, came out of Oklahoma, was an Oklahoma Sooner, uh, and was drafted by the St. Louis Rams in the first round of the 2010 NFL Draft. So far in his career, he's 34-48-1. He's thrown for just over 19,000 yards, has 103 touchdown passes to 61 interceptions. Um, he's definitely a candidate to, to be on our list of the top number eights to ever play in the NFL. We have more kickers and punters that are on this list, too. We have players like Nick Lowry and Ryan Longwell. Also, some very serviceable quarterbacks, you know, John Kitna, Rex Grossman, Tommy Maddox, Sean Salisbury, Kyle Wharton. Uh, just a really long list here. Chip Lowmiller is a, a kicker. Some great players. Not sure if they make our top 10, but I want to make sure we mention them because they were some great number eights in there. So now it's time to come to our decision on who's going to join our six spots that we've already given to the Hall of Famers that have wore uh, the number eight. Just to review once again, that's Aikman, Morton Anderson, Ray Guy, Tommy McDonald, Wilson, and Steve Young. Those are our players that are already locked up spots for our top 10 number eights. So our other four that we're going to choose from, well, 
Let's look at this because we've already talked about quite a few and let's uh, pick four of those. I'm going to say our next spot has to go to somebody that's won the NFL MVP and that's Lamar Jackson. He's only had a small body of work, but uh, just to do what he's done already in the NFL, I mean, NFL MVP is a big award and Lamar Jackson deserves to be on that list. The next spot's going to go to somebody we haven't even talked about today and that's Trent Dilfer. Now, Trent Dilfer was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round, six overall in the 1994 NFL Draft. And what he did is he made one Pro Bowl, and he won one Super Bowl, and uh, that was with the Ravens. He has a starting quarterback record of 58-55, and 55, completed 55.5% of his passes, over 20,000 yards, 113 touchdowns, 129 interceptions. But being a Super Bowl winner at the starting quarterback position, that gives him our seventh spot, or, I'm sorry, our eighth spot in our top ten number eights ever. I'm going to hand out our next uh, greatest number eight ever to play the game. Now, the record and the stats don't really show it, but Archie Manning deserves to be on that top uh, ten number eights that ever played the game. And also, I'm going to say Mark Brunel, because of his great seasons he had with Jacksonville, also deserves to be on there, too. And let's round out that top ten with Matt Hasselbeck, uh, because he got to play in a Super Bowl. Starting quarterback in a Super Bowl definitely has some merit. But uh, Kirk Cousins is a close second. That's uh, tight between those two. Uh, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to put Kirk Cousins ahead of Hasselbeck on, on that uh, list. And uh, that's our top 10 number eights that ever played in the NFL. And we thank you so much for joining us on these football history headlines and going to our football by numbers here on the number eight today on the episode of uh, this podcast. And we hope that you'll join us tomorrow and days to come, because like I said earlier, we have some great uh, podcasts coming up and some great episodes. We're going to talk about the numbers nine, 10 and 11. Uh, we have some some guests along the way, uh, including Warren Rogan of the Sports Forgotten Heroes podcast. You're really going to enjoy what he has to say about the number 10s and number 11s. And and like I said, on February 25th, we have the legendary uh, NFL uh, contributor Upton Bell to talk about his father, Burt Bell, uh, who's in the Hall of Fame on his birthday, February 25th. And that's just a great talk. And it's quite an honor to get to talk to Mr. Upton Bell. And um, I think you as the audience will really enjoy what Upton Bell has to say because it's some great football history. And uh, that's all we have for today. So make sure you check us out at pigskindispatch.com forward slash podcast. You can see all of our podcasts there. Do some binge listening. You can also do that same thing on the Sports History Network, sportshistorynetwork.com. And you'll see all of my great partners on there that have some excellent, excellent podcast uh, programming, uh, some really interesting guests, some great topics on sports history. It's not just football, it's all sports. And I think you'll really like what's going on there. And that's growing every day. And if you want to do a podcast on sports uh, history or a blog post, you can uh, contact, uh, there's some information on sportshistorynetwork.com. You can contact Arnie Chapman, who is uh, sort of the founder of our Sports History Network, and he will gladly uh, take your information and see if we can get you set up something to talk about sports history on the network. So, till tomorrow, everybody, have a great gridiron day. Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. 
we invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.